everyone, and welcome to the Off Script Podcast with Pastor Jared. I want to talk to you today about uh, something a little on the positive side. Uh, the SBC annual convention just happened about a week ago, and uh, there's obviously things that uh, people were pleased about and upset about. It's it's always going to happen when there's a business meeting with 15,000 people, all right? Most churches have business meetings of 100 people, and uh, they're much less organized and much more fighting than what they pulled off with 15,000. So anyway, there are things that I wish were done you know, a little bit clearly and better about the convention. Obviously, I would have loved to seen critical race theory named uh, in the resolution. Uh, it was described but not named. But that's not really what I'm here today to do. Uh, I want to talk to you about the vision that was cast by uh, Ronnie Floyd uh, called Vision 2025. And uh, this was something that uh, he put together that he believed was really what the SBC needs as its focus for the next few years. Um, a vision is, is it's kind of become a buzzword, but basically it's just a picture of the future that you want, that you want to shoot for. And uh, there's a little thing called end visioning that I've done before, and I, I find it to be pretty helpful. You essentially put the vision out there. Here's where we want to go. Here's what we want to do as an organization, as a church, as a ministry. You put the picture, you paint the picture out there at the end, and then you start working backwards and say, yeah, okay, but how do we do that? Okay? So <laughs> it's kind of like the Michael Scott plan. Uh, we're going to save the company in 40 days. You know, 40 days we're going to turn this company around. All right, day 39, what do we got? <laughs> There's some truth to that, though. You just have to have those those steps in between figured out. Um, so if you work backwards from these, you know, I think it starts putting t- uh, some some meat on the bones of what the SBC ought to be doing and what churches like ours could be doing. And I'll tell you why I was encouraged when I when I saw this vision 2025. It's really similar to our mission challenge at Calvary Hills Baptist Church. So you may or may not know uh, if you're a part of Calvary Hills uh, or not, you may know that we have a, a mission challenge that we're trying to do. Uh, it's It's a vision piece for us to keep us on track, to keep us striving for something. Um, just, I'll just give you a quick rundown of what that is. So uh, we, we are trying to quarterly do an event that uh, puts us in the presence of unbelievers in our community, a community-based event, at least quarterly. We can be more where uh, the goal is for believers to be rubbing shoulders with unbelievers. Okay, that's number one. Yearly, we're trying to uh, put in front of our church that we ought to be individually leading one person to Christ yearly. As a member of the church, uh, you should make that the goal of your life, that every year you lead one person to faith in Jesus Christ through your personal witness, starting to think that that's actually real and possible, and that's a goal that we should have. Uh, so that's another one. Um, also, that annually, we would like to be taking a, at least one mission trip, uh, getting outside of our community and focusing on what God is doing somewhere else in the USA, somewhere else in the world. And so we've kind of made India our personal um, goal of where we can get to. And and we've looked at other trips as well, uh, shorter trips, but the goal is that we be personally involved in India. Um, So that's another one. Every two years, we'd like to be making some concrete uh, investment in 
a church plant or a church revitalization here in the local area or or somewhere in the United States, uh, participating in helping churches get up and get going, uh, new churches or dying churches, just every two years being a help. Um, every five years, we'd like to see someone coming out of our congregation with the call of God on their life to either be a pastor or a uh, missionary. And so uh, I think a healthy church is pumping out uh, called people for ministry. And so we'd like to see that just, it could be any time, but but every five years is is the target goal, just to know we're on track. And then every seven years, we'd like to be starting a new church plant or adopting a dying church as the primary mother church ourselves uh, to make sure that we're a reproducing, multiplying church. All right. So that's the that's the seven-year picture of what our church is up to. And so when they gave Vision 2025 for the convention, I thought, you know, there's a lot of good in there that I want to talk about. Uh, so here it is. There's five points, and then one point was added live at the convention. But I'll give you the five uh, as given by Dr. Ronnie Floyd to the SBC convention. And this was a challenge to all SBC churches. So just know... I. Just because they say it don't mean we have to do it, but I'm not going to be prideful. And if they do something that's worth celebrating, I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen. Okay. So I want to look at what at this because I thought it was good. Number one, point number one was increase our total number of full-time, fully funded missionaries by a net gain of 500, giving us 4,200 full-time, fully funded missionaries through the IMB. If you're not really familiar with Southern Baptist life, the IMB is our international mission board. It's how we send fully funded missionaries across the globe to share the gospel and plant churches all over. Um, So every year people retire or they come off the field for various health reasons. And so a net gain of 500 is actually adding more than 500 um, over that time period because people leave the field. So the point is a net gain of 500, which would get us up to 4,200 full-time, fully funded missionaries. Okay. I think that's a wonderful goal. Uh, Who doesn't want to add more fully funded missionaries to the field? All right. So that's number one. Number two, add 6,000 new churches to our Southern Baptist family, giving us more than 50,000 churches. So Generally, there's about 44,000 churches in the Southern Baptist Convention, and uh, one of those goals is to be planting new churches, adding new churches, and so uh, the way that this is going to happen is going to have to be two-pronged. So churches are going to have to do two things, and you heard us mention this in our mission challenge. You got to start new churches where there needs to be new churches, and you have to uh, prevent existing churches from dying off. So those two things have to happen, and uh, and and so, you know, probably here in San Antonio, there's a need for both, but there's a serious, urgent need for stopping the bleeding of dying churches. Uh, so we want to be a part of that at Calvary Hills, if if at all we can, um, whether that's coming alongside that dying church or replanting a new church, uh, we want to be a part of that. Also, this may look like starting new churches in areas where there's not a strong gospel witness or like how Calvary Hills was started, um, you know, in 1981, a, a Bible study met in this area uh, because there was new homes being built in this area, but there weren't many uh, churches trying to reach the area. 
And so that's still happening as the city is expanding north and west in all areas, and and, uh, that's something we should look at. Uh, How can our church be a part of that? Number three point was increase our total number of workers in the field through a new emphasis on calling out the called and preparing those who are called out by the Lord. Uh, That's just another way of saying this. We, if there are people that God is dealing with and calling within the pews of our churches, within our own church bodies, we need to have a clear path for them of how to go and serve the Lord, whether that's full-time, part-time, or uh, unpaid, uh, whatever that looks like. If It's been, I think the, the heart of this point is that it's been unclear for too long. If you're sitting in your church and you are feeling called of God to do something, uh, something beyond being a very active member, whether you're dealing with a, a call to the pastorate or you're dealing with a call to the mission field or or to be on staff at a church somewhere and go to seminary and receive training or some, something in this world to plant a church, it, it ought not be a mystery of what to do, of, of where you need to go and who you need to call and how to work through this. And it's sort of been a, a little bit harder than it ought to be. I think. And so I love this vision point because it's saying, if you got people in your church, P.S., we do at Calvary Hills, by the way, we do have people in our church that are dealing with the call of God uh, to think about pastoral ministry or mission work, okay? Both, actually. So um, we ought to emphasize that and celebrate that and uh, make it clear all right, if you want to be a pastor, what's your process? How do you start training now? Before you. Before you even think about seminary, what do I do? Okay, I, I want to go to seminary. How do I do that? What, what does that look like? How does the church support me through that? Or I, I feel called to the mission field. How can I explore this? What are some ways that I can do this? We ought to have a preset path ready for this. And so I love this, this vision point. Uh, and I hope the SBC can help assist with that. But either way, our church is going to get on board and figure this out. Number four, vision point four, turn around the ongoing decline in reaching, baptizing, and discipling. Now, the original point was 12 to 17-year-olds because, uh, as Dr. Floyd mentioned in his address, uh, there is a serious decline in the percentage of teenage uh, salvation and baptism that has happened since the year 2000, uh, between then and today. And so this was essentially a stopgap measure, a call for churches to re-emphasize spiritual health within their own youth department, uh, because I don't know if you know, but our youth are, we're not changing the statistic of 70% of youth uh, that are professing Christ in the church. When they go to college, they leave and they don't come back, okay? We're, we're, we know that stat. We've been parroting that stat for the last decade, and that stat hasn't changed. It's still kicking our butts, okay? We're not stopping that trend. Even though we know it exists, our knowledge of it hasn't stopped it. Uh, the culture is winning our kids. And so this is a, a call from uh, the SBC to say, we got to stop this. And so actually at the convention, uh, there was an amendment made, which passed to just go ahead and say all children's ministry as well. So children and youth. So birth through age 17 needs to get a new emphasis in your church. Uh, that's essentially what they said is don't neglect this. In fact, prioritize it because the numbers are scary. Uh, they're, they're, go- they're dropping quickly, uh, our kids. And so um, 
that's a, a who would not want to hear that challenge? Let's take that challenge and and re uh, re up on our on our commitment to our own kids. Okay, so that was number four. Number five uh, was to increase the annual giving in successive years to reach and surpass five hundred million dollars given through the cooperative program to achieve Great Commission goals. Uh, so the cooperative program is the is the financial machine of the SBC. Uh, so churches usually, like our church, gives a percentage of their budget to the cooperative program, and uh, the cooperative program is split off into all sorts of different things. So that would include, you know, your state convention, your uh, the IMB, the North American Mission Board, uh, the seminaries, uh, all sorts of different split offs. Call it Baptist colleges and things, um, and you can you can trace out each one of those. You can find where that money goes, but. Essentially, that is what fuels the the mission efforts of the Southern Baptist Convention. And um, so the challenge is to increase giving through that. And so uh, I, I personally, our church is, is a pretty good giver to the Southern Baptist Convention. And so the challenge is going to be getting churches that are not involved in giving uh, to engage this. Um and maybe churches that are giving like ours to to consider adding a percentage, you know, say say your five percent of your budget or ten percent of your budget, bumping that up to six or eleven, uh, going to the Great Commission efforts of the SBC. And so we certainly can can look at that. Point number six was added at, at the convention from the floor as an amendment to this, and it says to prayerfully endeavor to eliminate all incidents of sexual abuse and racial discrimination among our churches. And so obviously what, what could possibly be wrong with that? They, uh, every church ought to look at itself and say, do we have gaps in the way we handle sexual abuse? Are, are the policies in our children's programs lax unnecessarily? If someone were willing to do us harm, could we, uh, could we stand to grow in a certain area? Um, could we increase our security and safety efforts? Uh, I know our church has uh, has used ministry safe, and I think there's other companies that are good as well, but are there ways that we could do better? I'll say, I'll say this. Um, it does seem strange to me that there's not a uniform standard that the SBC gives that says if you, if you want to uh, start your children's program or your youth program and have some unified standards. I, there may be, now I'll correct myself if I'm wrong, but I've not seen any uniform standards. You know, they don't put this packet in your hand and say, here's here's what a good safety policy looks like. Most churches are out there drafting up their own policies and um, or or contacting a company like Ministry Safe and saying, hey, what do you guys suggest for us? What can we do? And things like that. It would be great if there was a uniform standard handed down to churches that we could either choose to use or, or adjust or anything like that. That would be great. So, um, but I think any church could say, yeah, let's look at this. Let's constantly look at whether there's uh, potential abuse that could happen in our church. And then uh, racial discrimination, obviously that's not anything we would ever want to happen. And just because our world has gone crazy right now with a race discussion doesn't mean that it's it's uh, a dumb discussion to have. Um, if you could point out issues of discrimination anywhere in the church, we would want to know where it was and we would want to deal with it uh, specifically and aggressively. So um, I don't see where, where any of this is a problem. And so I would actually like to commend uh, 
um, the executive committee and Ronnie Floyd on what I think is a really good vision statement. And so there is no reason our church can't hold this up and say, yeah, let's join this. Let's participate. Let's do, let's do what they're, uh, what they've prayerfully considered. And all of these are in response to, to some trend that needs to be reversed, you know, um, membership and missionaries and uh, baptisms of teenagers and giving to the cooperative program, it's all down. You know, it's all trending downward slowly. And so these are efforts to reverse that. Um, now, our church is is not down in any of these areas. Uh, we're up a little bit in these things, but we're still going to participate and help as much as we possibly can. And so anyway, I just wanted to give this today to keep you in the loop of what sort of the direction of the SBC was. Um, again, there's always little things you can nitpick out at the convention. I have mine and I might, I might mention those in a later podcast, but I wanted to first give you the positive because there, there are lots of wonderful things about the Southern Baptist convention. I mean, it is a big uh, convention of churches the the last great Protestant denomination that that the is large enough to make a significant difference in the culture is the SBC. So it it matters how we're doing. Um, the world still cares. The the news still picks up stories about what we're doing. It matters. We're we're a significant group, um, and so um, I, I hope that the SBC remains healthy for years to come. Uh, because it's been good to me in my life, and there's a lot of good that's being done through the SBC, particularly our mission work is excellent. And it would be a shame to lose that or to see decline in that. And so that's what we're going to help be a part of, is uh, joining this effort. And so I just wanted to say great job to the SBC for Vision 2025. I really appreciated it. So that is this episode of Off Script with Pastor Jared. Tell a friend about it if you've enjoyed it. Pass it along. Share it in as any uh, any way that you can. And uh, if you're wondering how to support this podcast, how to make sure that it keeps going, well, I can tell you how to do that right now. You can send a tithe or offering to Calvary Hills Baptist Church because they pay my bills anyway. So if you want to support this podcast, there's no Patreon. There is no uh, real subscriber that gets extra content for money. Nothing like that. Uh, if you go to calvaryhillsbaptist.org slash give and you give a gift to this church, uh, it is supporting every ministry of this church, including this podcast. So have a wonderful day. Tell somebody about Jesus. I'll see you in church on Sunday. God bless.